While he's away preparing and dreaming and getting things together, we have the incredible opportunity and honor to have our staff pastor, Warren Broomer, here with us this weekend to give you guys a phenomenal teaching. So give it up for Pastor Warren. Whoa. Thank you so much. Let's give it up for Jesus. Amen. <laughs> uh, I was backstage and, and uh, everybody back there is so, so good. And so they've been encouraging me. And, and so, so um, one fellow said, knock them cold, Pastor Warren, knock them cold. I, I said, <laughs> I want to bring us alive. Amen. Amen. It is good to be with you this weekend. Um, I have the assignment of delivering the word, and, and it's uh, been a pleasure to do it. Everybody looks so good today. You look good. You look refreshed. You're ready to receive. Um, I'm going to be talking this morning uh, about being a son and daughter of God. Uh Sometimes that's challenging for us just to hear those words, a son and a daughter, because it really implies like if we're son and daughter, then we have a father, right? And so um, when, I, when I thought about that, I, I journal, I, I uh, seek God, and I pray, I read my Bible, and then I always listen to what the Holy Spirit has to say to me. And, and I had found one of my journals back in July, 2010, and uh, I kind of shared this with Roberta, but the Holy Spirit at that time was dealing with me about just being a son, and this this is what the Holy Spirit said to me. You must understand who you are as God's son. All I have given you through my son Jesus, and all that I have given you through my son Jesus. Everything about me at that time, or everything about us, is what Christ has done for us. That is what secures us as sons and daughters. That is what presents us before our Heavenly Father that says that we really can live a victorious life. Amen? How about anybody want some victory, some more victory in your life? Amen. I want victory in your life. I do. I, I want to experience all that my Heavenly Father has for me. I want to walk in that joy that He has for me. I want to love people the way he wants to love people. I want him to use my life so it just brings glory to him. Amen? So um, let, me, let me give this to you real quick. It's, it's, a, it's a short story. Listen to this. There's an oriental custom of Bible days regarding the adoption of a child. Until the adopting papers were signed and sealed by the adopting father, the child saw this man only as father. He had no right to call him Abba, meaning my father. Yet, as soon as the papers were signed and registered and sealed, the child's tutor presented him to the adopting father. And for the first time, the child could say, Abba, father. As the father embraced him, the young one cried, My father, he is not just a father anymore. He is my father. When you became born again, you were bought into a great family. And in that family, you can look towards your heavenly father as my father. You're no longer an outcast. You have been bought near to God because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And because you're in that place, man, you can say my father. 
God is not someone there trying to stare down at you and beat you up and do those type of things. No, he is your father and you have been adopted into this. What I call it is a supernatural family where we all get along. Amen. Sometimes we may not like to get along, but the Bible says we all get along. You know what I'm saying? So that's supernatural. That's supernatural. Look at Galatians four with me. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for families. Hallelujah. It's like we run when it's family reunion time. We either run to it or run away from it, something like that. <laughs> but I tell you, those trials will make you strong. Amen. Talking about overcomers. OK, Galatians four says this. But but when the right time came, God sent his son born of a woman subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heirs. An heir is a person who is entitled by law or by the terms of a will to inherit the estate of another. All right. <laughs> Everything God has for you. I, I like think of it this way. How many know who Paris Hilton is? Paris Hilton, right? I mean, I mean, she's this uh, uh, young lady. She's uh, uh, has some crazy reality shows, but but she's an heir of the Hilton estate. You know what I mean? She has everything. I mean, I mean, she, there's nothing she can't do. I mean, she could probably buy the United States if she wanted to. But she has everything, right? Paris Hilton. Watch this. Um, if she has everything at her disposal, the only thing she did was what? She was born. She was born. She didn't do anything else. She was born into a family of great wealth. What did we do to receive Christ? All we did is receive a free gift of salvation. We were born. And because of that one point, that one strong fact, we have everything that our Heavenly Father has for us in this lifetime. Not the sweet by and by. I mean, we, we're all going to get there. Amen. You know, it, it's like like the kid, you know, Sunday school class. Johnny was in Sunday school class one time and, and the teacher was talking about heaven. I mean, he was just just, oh, we, heaven is so wonderful. And, heaven, and and all of a sudden, the teacher just looked up and said, who wants to go to heaven? Who wants to go to heaven? And so all the kids raised their hand and Johnny's hand didn't go up. And teacher was really said, Johnny, what? what why? Why didn't you raise your hand? He said, well. He said, I thought you was getting a boatload to go right now. I'm not ready to go right now. (laughs) It's because God really wants us to experience this real life of his inheritance now. Because we are victorious. Sometimes we may not feel that way, but we are victorious. Amen. We are victorious. God has guaranteed that. I'll tell you, church, he's guaranteed that. Listen to this. It is, it is this heavenly perspective that gives us an earthly reality of how to live victorious as sons and daughters of God. It is that fact that we have a heavenly father that loves us so much that we can experience everything in this lifetime. I can experience the father's love right now. 
I can experience his abundance in my life through resources right now. I know when I go out to do something, I win every time. I don't lose. Amen. I win every time. I know that's hard for us. Pastor Warren, what are you saying? Now, I'm saying to you in Jesus' name, every time you encounter something because of the God inside of you, you're going to win every time. Every time you'll win. Why? Because you are an heir and inheritor that all of what Jesus has done, just that reason again, all of what Jesus has won, all that he has done for you, you get the win. Now, here's something that we really have to do for us as as believers and, and everybody. This is what we've got to do. We need to stop acting like an orphan and a slave who is poverty-stricken, lacking in joy, and spiritual victory. You know, uh, I've heard this said, and I believe it's true. No one really wants to hang around people who are always down in the mouth. How about you? You you, want to hang around folks who just, man, every time you get around them. Maybe you know somebody like that. Maybe you were like that at one time before you came into Christ. Everything is negative. Oh, I can't do this. Everything is negative. Let me say this. Try saying good things 24 hours a day. It's easy for us to go to the default setting that says everything is bad. But if you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, the Holy Spirit is always saying, hey, it's going to be all right. You're going to have a great life. It's going to be victorious. Regardless of what you see, we have to change our thinking from this orphan mentality like we don't have a heavenly father. We need to change our thinking to simply the place where we know we cannot criticize ourselves. Don't criticize yourself. Here's why. In order for you to criticize yourself, you would have to leave God's heart because God never criticizes himself. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You are the temple, the Holy Spirit. God is resident inside you. You think he's going to talk bad about himself? Come on, church. He's not going to talk bad about himself because he he loves you. (laughs) He loves you. He's not going to talk bad. So we have to stop criticizing ourselves. That is an orphan or slave mentality. That is that is why John 10, 29 says this. It says that nothing can take you out of the hand of God. There's absolutely nothing can remove you from God's heart. So when you criticize yourself, man, it's like God's got to actually take take you out of his heart. He's not going to do that. Here's the thing. As sons and daughters of God, we fight differently. As sons and daughters of God, we fight differently. Listen to this. We fight from a position of grace, which is ultimately love. A slave, though, he fights from the position of law and fear. Because he understands, I'm law, and look, if I do something wrong, man, God's going to come slam down on me. He's going to be hard on me. I, 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 can't, I, I have to do this right. But a son and a daughter, even when they miss the mark, even when they have a bad day, they always have the position of grace that continues to say, I love you, and you can overcome every area of your life. Every area. Amen. Amen. Look at uh, Romans 8, 14. 
it says this, and I, and I love this, because it, it, it is that place that we receive the victory because we have the Holy Spirit. Listen, it says, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you. See that? As his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. For this, for his spirit with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are as heirs of God's glory. Simply. And this is a this is really um, I have to stop and think about this, too. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ inside of you, the Godhead bodily dwelling inside of you. Every time I say that, I feel like my, I'm blowing up. I just feel like I'm blowing up all over. Do you feel that? I feel man, how, how can God be inside of me. It's like a mystery. But he is ever present inside of you to do miraculous things. When you touch somebody, God's touching somebody. When you speak to somebody in love, God is speaking to them love. God is inside of you working out his good pleasure and his will. It's like, man, I just, every time I stop and think about it, I think, wait a minute, I'm starting to look like the Michelin man. I'm grown. <laughs> I'm grown. Because I'm full of God. That's not, it should be a scary thing. I, I don't know why. Everything that we read in scriptures talks about how God is abundant and he's always growing. The kingdom is always advancing. Because he's inside of us. And the Holy Spirit inside of us. And is just moving us to do great things. And and we miss it sometimes. Either we're we're stuck in religion or we just simply miss it. But if we look at the scripture, it is always saying God is always moving. God is always overcoming in your life. You are more than a conqueror. You can do all things with Christ that strengthen me. Why are those scriptures there if they're not talking about how big God is inside of us? Huh? He's big inside of us. So what do we... What is we have the Holy Spirit that helps us connect to God's reality, to who he is. The whole, it is the Holy Spirit that brings understanding that we belong to our Heavenly Father. Now, think about this for a minute. Okay, we have the Holy Spirit. We came, when we became born again, the Holy Spirit came into our life, right? It made us alive. It helped us to, re- to, uh, to receive everything that our Heavenly Father has for us. It, it, it translated us, made us a new being. And with that, it gave us an instant access to our Heavenly Father that we can talk to him, communicate with him at all times. And look, why, why is that so important? Listen, this is a very loose translation. When Jesus was about to be with his Heavenly Father, when he was about to go up, he said this here. He said, look, guys, he had the disciples there with him. They were all murmuring and complaining, saying, what's going on? What's happening? He said, hey, don't don't worry. I know you guys are concerned. I I know you have a a great fear, but I need to go to the Father because I'm going to send someone that's going to help you live this life out real in this earth realm. I'm going to send them. I've got to do it. Guys, let me go. Oh, no, Jesus, we Jesus, we won't. No, 
Let, let me go. So he leaves. The Holy Spirit comes, right? He comes into our life and then he begins to help us walk and to help us live and to help us to see, help us to love. It is that base of power that makes us what the Bible says, overcomers. I don't know about you, but I'm preaching myself happy. (laughs) You got to preach to yourself sometimes. But the words you use, you can't be looking in the mirror saying, oh, I've got a bad hair day. I've got a I can't believe what my hairdresser did to me. Now, I, now I, you see me rubbing my head, right? I came home. I went to my barber, and uh, and and my barber really took too much hair off my head. My wife said, "What happened to you?" I said, "I don't know, honey. I, I think my barber thought I was uh, going back to basic training all over again." But I felt like I felt like he just just skint me, and I was going, "Oh my God!" But I but we can't talk to ourselves in a negative way. Amen. We've got to say, "No, God." I look pretty good today. Everybody thinks that's a problem. What's wrong with that? You're just talking about how good God created you. He loves his creation. Amen. If you if you're this way, if you're that way, if you're this way, you God, God loves his creation. So I can walk in the mirror and me and God can talk and I can say, oh, God, thank you. Boy, thank you, Lord. I'm not talking about being conceited. I'm not talking about being prideful. I'm just making a real fact. God loves Warren Broomer. He loves you. So get in the mirror and go, thank you, Lord. You made a wonderful creation because the scripture says it is pleasing in his sight. You as sons and daughters are pleasing in his sight. Can you receive that? Give the Lord a hand clap of praise if you receive it. It's okay to clap when you want to, when you don't want to, or when the guy from the stage said, go ahead and give that. You know, anytime you want to do that, you can clap. So it, so it is the Holy Spirit. Again, the Holy Spirit has come to show us our inheritance and how much we are loved by God. The Holy Spirit has come to show us our inheritance and how much we are loved by God. You know, um, I have a I have a son and um, uh, his, his name is Joshua and Joshua stands about. Uh, 6'2". And so my wife is pointing at me down front saying 6'1". <laughs> I've been married to her for 33 years and I thank God for her. I really do. So Joshua stands 6'1". Notice how I changed that. He stands 6'1". If mama ain't happy, he stands about 6'1". <laughs> he stands about 6'1", and um, he, has, he has dreads in his hair. And um, I have to say, uh, God did something amazing to him. He didn't collect my genes, but he's a handsome guy. He, he is. And uh, he's, a, he's a very good father. We have three grandchildren by him. And, but anyway, Joshua, when he was a little boy, about four or five years old, um, I had just come into the kingdom and got just got born again, you know, got saved. And, um, I wanted to express the father's love. I, I had a daddy that um, he's a good father and I love him. He's living. He's a, he really is a great man, has a great heart and, and taught me a lot about life, you know. 
But um, my father, he spent 22 years in the Army and then 21 years with the CIA. So my father showed his love like this. He slapped me on the top of my head and then slapped me on my butt. You know, that, that's how he showed love. He just, and, and I knew that was my, I, I guess we can call it love taps. I don't know. But that, I knew my dad, he loved me, right? Provided everything for me. Um, and so when I got married again, my son, uh, Joshua, I wanted to show him something different. And I was encouraged by my wife to, to kiss my son and hug my son. I, I, I did. And I made an effort all the time. I don't care. Even after I chastised him, I had to spank him. I would hug him and I would kiss him. And um, it was expressing the ultimate love of a father. And I know that can be challenging for men sometimes because we, we want to raise our boys to be tough men. We do. And in the culture that we have in the world, we, we do want that assurance that they're, they're going to be good. But the best insurance to see that happen is that you show them love by kissing and hugging them and letting them know your Heavenly Father loves you. See, even today, he's 30 years old. You know, 30, I walk up to him when I see him and I kiss my son on his forehead or on his cheek. Because I always want to express the father's love in his life. Never turn that away. Your, your heavenly father loves you in that same way. Amen? Amen. Okay, so the Holy Spirit shows us the heavenly father love. Look at Second Corinthians. It is God who enables us along with you to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us. He has identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything he has promised us. So the Holy Spirit inside of us makes it clear that we have all things that our Heavenly Father provides for us. It secures everything for us. What is that, Warren? It is our health. It is our resources. It is how we live in this life and how we relate to people. The Holy Spirit gives us direction. The Holy Spirit is our love to communicate Christ's love in this world today. We can only love People with the Holy Spirit. Absent of the Holy Spirit, we have our fall in love, which will not produce anything in someone's lives. So what look so look at this here. The second thing is this. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. It teaches us Christ. So the work of the Holy Spirit, again, when it comes into your life, it teaches us how to live as Christ lived. It teaches us how to walk, how to talk, how to be. Listen, I, I say this. It's not what Christ did. We have those little things. What, what, what would Jesus do? What would, it's what he, what he is doing today in your life right now. It, it is a doing right now. What, what, what is Christ doing in your life right now and how he is walking in your life right now? He is that, he is that power source. The Holy Spirit gives kingdom reality and purpose in our life. Kingdom reality and purpose in our life. That, I, I've said this. That's one thing that I love about Barefoot Church. 
because they believe in changing lives that change the world. Unless you're able to get a kingdom perspective, that means I have to think differently than what I did before I came into the kingdom of God, before I got saved. And how do I do that? I do that by relying on the Holy Spirit that came into my life and also the Word of God. That's the only way I'm going to think differently. And if I don't, then the only way I start to think is what Mama used to say, what Daddy used to say. But when I get a kingdom purpose, a kingdom perspective, and a kingdom reality, and that is based in God's Word, then my life will begin to change. Amen? Listen, um, and this is... I don't know how else to say this. If you're going to war tomorrow, don't you want to be rightfully equipped to do and to win? Don't you want to come home safely? Uh, I spent 22 years of my life in the Army. Um, And... uh, I've seen uh, two conflicts, and uh, there was one assurance thing about each one for me. I knew my training would help me win every time. I knew that I was not lacking in anything, and I knew if I faced a conflict, that I'm going to win. Listen to me, church. You have all the tools inside of you because of the Holy Spirit. When you face a conflict in life, you are going to win every time. How many likes being on a winning team? Come on, church. You're going to win every time. Every time the enemy raises his head in your family, mom and dad, You can say, not so. You can say, not so, because I am more than a conqueror. Every time. You have that ability inside of you to win. Amen. Look at uh, Colossians, the first chapter. And here is is, um, the Apostle Paul speaking to the, the Colossian church, and he is he is encouraging them how to walk victorious. And he is he has given them, um, um, he's praying for them, but he's also giving them a type of an outline. These are the things that happen to you. These, this is how you can walk. Listen what it says. It says, then the, then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you grow as you learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy and always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he is rescued from the kingdom of 
darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. All right, simply this. Before you were outside of God, you came into God. You were playing on a losing team. (laughs) You were in darkness. You couldn't see where you're going. You thought you were on a winning team. You came into God, and all of a sudden, now you're on the winning team. You never lose. Never lose. Number one bestseller, you never lose. Every World Series, every Super Bowl, everything that takes place in your life, you are bound and charged to be winners. You're not in the kingdom of darkness. You have been translated into a kingdom of light. You have new kingdom principles. You have a king, our heavenly father. You have his son who's given you, and you have the Holy Spirit that helps you win in this life right now. Satan can't do anything to you. He's already been defeated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. I thank you, God. We win every time. I thank you, God, even in this house, even when people think they don't win, God, because you call them your sons and daughters, they win every time. They have the powerhouse living inside of them each and every day. This morning, Lord, I'll be their cheerleader. You win every time. You are destined to win every time. Every time. You're not, you're not, don't listen to the enemy that says you're a loser. Uh, Pastor Clay said something a couple of weeks ago. I loved it. It's a good analogy. He said, uh, put in your heavenly earplug. That means you want to cut out that stuff that the enemy is trying to throw at you. Because the world that you live in, hold on to your seats now. It really is a supernatural world. And it is real because God lives inside of you. That messes up everybody's head. How can a God live inside of you? But he is. He's living inside of you, and he's going to continue to do great things inside of your life. Ephesians 1.5 says this. God decided in advance to adopt us into his family. That is an awesome statement. Man, we were already on God's mind before the foundation of this world. And then he said, I want my family. So, hey, he adopted us into his family to bring us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great, and I'm going to add some more grace on that, great, great, great pleasure to do it. Look around. There's a whole bunch of pleasure going on in here. Look, just look. There's pleasure all over the place. All over the place. All over the place. Because look, you you are beautiful. I'm not, look, I'm not here to say that uh, we all don't have challenges, right? I'm here just declaring what the Word of God says about your life. And it does make a clear statement that your Heavenly Father loves you, that He has a plan and purpose for your life, that you can live victorious 
And you don't have to live underneath. You can live above all your circumstances in life, right? So you say this, he said, um, well, Pastor Warren, I love all that you say, because I hear people thinking right now. I am thinking. I love all that you say, but, you know, sometimes I don't have the assurance that I feel like a son or daughter. I don't have that assurance. Here's what we have to do. We have two things. One is we have the assurance of God's word. We have the assurance of God's word. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us, but we have assurance of God's word. And, and this is what I do when I go through challenging times. And, and I do, I, you know, um, I, I do. I read God's word. I read the Psalms. I read God's word until God's word locates me where I'm at. So I'm reading, I'm challenged by many things. I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading. All of a sudden, it rests on a place of my heart. And my heavenly father begins to minister to me right there. And I can close the word of God in peace and knowing that he heard me, he heard me, and that he's going to meet the need that I have. What is the cue again? Read the word of God. Let the word of God locate you at the point of your need. Because, hey, hey, he does really want to hang out with you. I tell people all the time, you know, you know, people say, man, God's not speaking to me. I said, just hang out with him for a while. God likes sharing secrets with his friends. And we are friends of God. He likes sharing secrets. He'll speak to you. He'll reveal his heart every time. Because that's how much he loves you. He won't close the door on you. He's not going to do it. It's not his heart. So when I don't feel like I'm assured, what 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 do I what do I do? I look I read the Bible to locate me where I'm at. And here's something else that I do. It's Matthew, the third chapter. Matthew three, sixteen to seventeen. We we're familiar with this scripture. It says this as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment heaven was opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and enlightening on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son in whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen, every time the enemy tries to say that you're not lovely, you've got to remember that your Heavenly Father said, You are my beloved son and daughter in whom I am well pleased. You are my beloved son and daughter in whom I'm well pleased. You know what? If you have little children, whisper that to their ear. You are my son and daughter in whom I'm well pleased. And there's nothing that's going to separate me from you. Let me bless you today. I want to just declare a blessing over your life. So that you can just begin to walk in that place that you know your heavenly father loves you regardless of what goes on in your life. You want to receive that today? Do you, did you want to receive that today? Can we say yes? I don't want to force anything out of you. I just want to encourage you because I, I, I believe sometimes we just, we, we can, we can walk in this, this Christian life and we become so, um, how do you say robotic? That we don't rest in him to experience his love that he has for us. We get doing, 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 and we never 
rest in being in Christ. Never really just allowing that grace to flow through us and never allowing us to be sometimes, the Bible says as children, be silly children. You, you ever watch a kid just run through the house? Or give, give a kid a, a candy bar or something. They'll just break out in song. It's a spontaneous song. I got a lollipop. I mean, they, they do that. You, you know, that's kind of how your Heavenly Father wants from you sometimes. Let down those walls and just relax. Let Him love on you. You love on Him. That's your time with God. Let me, let me just declare this blessing over your life here. I bless you with the spirit of sonship that does not make you a slave to fear because you know your Abba Father is with you. I bless you with the settling assurance that he has a future and a hope for you, that he has written your days in his book with love for your best interest and his ultimate glory. I bless you with being filled with the deep knowledge that Abba Father knows what your need and has all resources of the universe to meet that need. I bless you with the assurance of his divine love the power of His Holy Spirit, the understanding that your life is meant more now and that you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. I bless you with the knowing that your Heavenly Father has a cattle on a thousand hills, that your Heavenly Father says that when you sow seed that you will reap, that your Heavenly Father knows that you are His child and that there's nothing too hard for you. I bless you with the inner knowing that you are loved in spite of what others say about you. I bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.